You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hi, Murph. Well, hello, AP. We have arrived at another week of the Just Go Bike podcast. Yes. And I guess at the time of this recording... Um, Ragbri registration is live for Ragbri Li. Yes, it is. How are things going so far? Well, I am extremely caffeinated, so I apologize in advance for <laughs> my tone and delivery on this episode. But everything is going fantastically. Registration open without a hitch, and I want to give a special shout out to Erica and Jared who um, stayed up until midnight to make sure that everything went perfectly with registration launch, and it did. That is awesome. And I've noticed on social media today how many people are, dare I say, bragging like, hey, I'm registered. So it's kind of cool to to see that. And I'm assuming as you go forward, you'll be disclosing like how many states have people registered and how many countries and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're up to quite a few so far, but it's been such a busy day that I haven't had a chance to check recently, so I won't say right now. But Right, yeah. Um, so today, along with the registration launch, we launched the 2024 Ragbride jersey and full kit where you can oh. get the crew shirt and the socks and the hat and any types of shorts and bibs and jersey that you might want that would match the 2024 theme. Mm. We also launched our 12 Days of Ragbride, which is our annual set of sales that we have a different sale or different new item release every day. Mm. So the Jersey launch is the day one of Ragbri, 12 days of Ragbri. But I'm telling you right now, some of the sales we have later down the line are, I thought Matt Fippen was crazy when he announced that we're going to do this sale. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is, they're truly good sales. So check back every day and see what you might have in store for you. Okay. And I'm assuming uh, you can go to the website to see that, ragbri.com, or of course, um, social media. That's right. I have. Um, I was just telling you off air that I have scheduled uh, like 30 posts about it for next week, so <laughs> you'll be well informed. Oh, very good. Good. Yeah. So we're all excited. Everything's good. going good. Yeah. Good. Well, I, um, at the time of this recording, uh, last weekend was Cranksgiving for us here in Cedar Rapids. And yeah. I can't recall if other communities like Des Moines or like other communities in Iowa do Cranksgiving, but oh my gosh, it was a blast. Yeah, that's so awesome. It looked like you had a massive turnout. But for the listeners who don't know what Cranksgiving is, will you give a little recap of what it what it is? Yeah, the benefactor of at least Cranksgiving here in Cedar Rapids is an entity called Fishes and Loaves. They take in food and like paper towels and toilet paper and Mm. pretty much everything that people in the community may need. And uh, they service, uh, gosh, I can't remember what they said, maybe 10,000 people in a year. Wow, Um, yeah. So they're always looking to get their pantry refilled. So we were tasked with, I think it was 20 different places we had to ride our bikes and purchase items. And they were all very, you know, small items, like a packet of gravy or a bag of Mm. rice or um, a roll of paper towels. So we gathered all those items and then dropped them off at Fishes and Loaves and then uh, took our receipts and turn those in for tickets. And those tickets went um, into different bins for raffle items. So um, so it was really 
uh, well attended, like you said, sponsored by Goldfinch Cyclery here in Cedar Rapids, along with some other sponsors in the area. So it was a fantastic event. And uh, I think we filled up those uh, pantry shelves for at least for a few months for them. That's amazing. I mean, doing something like that for people in need is so in line with what the Thanksgiving spirit really should be. And it's just so cool to see the community come together like that. Yeah, I agree. It was yeah. it was a blast. So, okay, topic change. It's still about bikes, but um, I have a question for you. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, shoot. What do you know about BMX? <laughs> uh, I think it stands for bicycle motocross. I could be really wrong about that, but I uh, I know it's a sport that any age can do, even though the ki- the bikes are really small and they look like they're for kids. Yeah, but adults ride the tiny bikes. And I'm pretty sure I saw the BMX freestyle on the Olympics. Oh my like gosh. The Summer Olympics. Nice. You were correct on all avenues. Like you are correct with it, what it means and all of that good stuff. And oh my gosh. As, as far <laughs> I know, good job. Uh, so, as far as my research goes, there are two types of BMX there's BMX racing and then BMX freestyle. Mm. And, um, So racing is like on short dirt tracks, like lots of jumpy things and turns and rollers and Mm. um, freestyle is more like competition rather than a race. Mm. And that's more about like tricks and jumps. And that's what you see when you uh, see BMX on the Olympics. Oh, yeah. So kind of (laughs) like kind of like monster trucks (laughs) (laughs) where they're like in the dirt pit and they're like doing (laughs) their tricks like Anyway, it looks like so much fun and I kind of wish that I was into BMX because it just, it looks so like carefree and like you can be creative with how you ride and like, it just, it's the same instrument as that we use to ride long distance tour bike touring, but it's just so much different. So anyway, it just goes so quickly and it's just really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love the concept of it. I wish I was into it more, but there you are. Yeah. And here in um, Cedar Rapids, we have a BMX track and we have a circuit of BMX races. And I'm disappointed in myself that I have never been out there to actually watch the races. So um, after, you know, interviewing today's guest, it definitely gave me like an inspiration to at least go out and watch them um, and see what they're all about. And I know there's also a really, a really well-known track in Des Moines there too. That's awesome. Yeah, I have to get out there and see uh, some of those races sometime because it's just so neat. Um, yeah. And maybe get a tiny bike of my own and ride around. So <laughs> maybe. Um, why don't you spill the beans and tell us who our guest is today? Yes. Well, on the show today is Miss Kitty. And if you haven't YouTubed her or Googled her, please do so. Just Google Miss Kitty. Ms. Kitty BMX, and you'll find a plethora of things. She's mm. a legend, a legend in the world of BMX. And current age, 75 years old. And wow. she is still a competitor in BMX racing. That's incredible. And I can see just from that fact alone why she's a legend, much less. I'm sure she's extremely skilled at BMX after all that time. So, Oh, yeah. 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 She's her background's in education. So she used to be like a principal of a school. So and you can feel that in this interview that she 
is all about learning. And even though she's been doing BMX for a long time, she's still like learning the track, learning her fellow competitors, learning skills, you know, to improve on herself. So it is, this is an amazing interview, but let me give you a few fun facts about Miss Kitty. Ooh, yes. Okay. So she started biking regularly at age 10. So she has been a cyclist her whole life and she's done all kinds of cycling. She's you know, owns an e-bike. She has mm. a touring bike. She has a road bike. She has, you know, she does a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And she's done ragbri many, many times. Mm. Um, she's going to tell a story about when her kids were very young, how she would take them on ragbri. So that's pretty cool. That's very um, cool. She did not start BMX until she was almost 40 years old. And she started BMX because her son was also racing BMX. Oh, so that's awesome. it's a cool story that she's going to tell. And I, I don't know if I really made this clear, but she is currently the oldest female competitor BMX racer in the United States. Wow. That's awesome. Good for her. Kudos to her because. Yeah. And uh, I didn't mention this, but she lives in Des Moines. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. I know. Yeah. And her goal in 2023. So right now it is November 2023. And her goal Mm. going into the year was to race as many races as her age, which, you know, obviously is 75. So Mm. I won't disclose if she has made her goal yet, but yeah, save a little bit for the interview. All right. Well, let's get to it and learn more about Miss Kitty and BMX racing. All right, a very warm welcome to Miss Kitty. Hello, Miss Kitty. And how are you this afternoon, Kathy? I am good. This is quite an honor to be able to talk to you a little bit about, um, well, I mean, this is a bicycle podcast, so of course we're going to talk about bicycles, but you have a specific uh, area of biking that I am really excited to talk to you about. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yes. Well, before we get into um, the world of BMX, will you tell the listeners where you live right now and maybe what cycling is like there? Uh, I live in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, when we talk about cycling, uh, you know, you name it, they're doing it mm-hmm. here in Des Moines. Even gravel. I've never done gravel before. And, 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 and I've been told I would probably enjoy that. But... We have just a wonderful uh, trail system in, in the city of Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And, and things are arranged in a manner where you can even put your bike on the bus uh, if you cannot access the trail mm-hmm. and or the safe streets that you want to ride on. But, but since I have been involved in cycling here in Des Moines, not being a native, but here in Des Moines, um, I have found that you can get almost anywhere in this city on your bicycle. And actually, I've been able to do that. Um, you know, growing my, with my sons growing up here in Des Moines, we spent plenty of hours riding our bikes from the south side where we live, which is close to the airport, uh, to, to find ourselves getting not only to the trails, mm-hmm. but making our way uh, up north on the trails. You know, the systems are such that 
riding a bicycle in Des Moines to me is, is just loads of fun because I know that I can get anywhere I want. And I have actually ridden my bikes, be it my hybrid, my road bike, my, my mountain bike, uh, or even my e-bike. And yes, I have an e-bike. <laughs> um, depending on what I'm wanting to do, where I'm wanting to go, and what the plan is. Mm-hmm. I am very impressed with the trails in Des Moines. Um, I, I come to Des Moines quite often. And of course, when okay. I go, I'll bring my bike because of the trails. Yes. Yep. Um, and then, of course, uh, Ragbri came through Des Moines this last year. And what right. a treat that was. I bet. You know, that was the 50th. And many people ask me, Kitty, are you going to be doing Ragbri? It'll be the 50th. Now, I did my first Ragbri in 85. Ah. That was Ragbri 13. Okay. And not only have I done Ragbri, but I've also been a mentor 12 years for the Des Moines Register's Dream Team. Oh, okay. So uh, I've had opportunity to help prepare our youth to ride Ragbri. I did not do the 50th, and I mean, there were a ton of folks who were asking because I turned 75 in July. 75? Yes, ma'am. 75. And my plan, and I had already planned from last year that I would ride at least, I would do at least 75 races, BMX races. Well, that plan was already set before folks start talking to me about rag mm-hmm. Um, I commissioned the building of a new um, BMX bike, which uh, much lighter, all aluminum, um, that that I would be racing cruiser. So I, I did get what they call an OS-20. And what that is, is that the frame is longer, even though you are using either 20 or 22 or 23 inch wheel on that 20 inch bike. Okay. So this, this to me is a perfect segue into, cause you know, you mentioned you have multiple bikes, which, um, you know, (laughs) most of us that cycle all the time do, you know, different bikes for different seasons or different uh, terrain, but okay, let's get into BMX specifically because you started talking about 20 inch and cruiser and those are terms I'm familiar with, but not, you know, I don't do BMX, so I would love to hear, like, I'm amazed that you do BMX. I'm amazed that you're 75 (laughs) years old and that you had a goal to do 75 races this year. Like, woo, okay. So I'll let you take take the mic now and tell us about BMX in your life. Well, BMX in my life began back in 1988. My son had... My son and my husband have been racing since, oh, 1984, 85. Mm. And, and, of course, I went to the races. And, and as a typical parent, you know, when you go, you go to support. And I'm standing on the sidelines applauding. Um, now, now, keep in mind, we had been, uh, been riding bikes already. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our oldest son was the one who, who was BMXing. Now, he did his first rag bra at age seven. So he was already into the cycling. He loved it. Mm-hmm. He loved it. And and so a friend at, at his elementary school said, oh, Max, you should come out to the track sometime and try BMX. 
And and so uh, he and Dad went out that Saturday, uh, and Lomax took his the only bike that he had, which was a twenty inch, and it was not uh, it it was not what you would call a BMX bike BMX bike simply because uh, the tire for for a young man his age he was just a kid big tires uh, on this twenty inch frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he beat the other kids. Now, mind you, he'd never raced before. And this was back in uh, 84, 85. And so he comes home and he says, Mom, Mom, I'm, I'm going to be racing BMX. And, of course, I'm looking at him and going, what is BMX? <laughs> Keep in mind, the only riding that he had done had been training for Ragbri. Yeah. And he'd been doing that since the age of seven. Okay. All right. Uh, I go out to the track with him the next time. Uh, he uses that same bike again. He's running with, with kids his age, and he beats them. And meanwhile, I had talked to some other folks who were out there, and they said, wow, your son, man, he's good. I said, well, you know, we do a lot of bike riding, and so BMXing I didn't think would be any different mm-hmm. for him. Um. So the, the years go on because now we're 84 and 85 and 86 and 87 and 88. He got tired of me standing on the sidelines yelling at him, Max, you need to pedal. Max, how come you didn't put your foot down when you went around that turn? Max, how come? And he said to me, and this is when he's 11 now, Mom, if you think this is so easy, why don't you try it? <laughs> and so I said, why not? Why not? You know, <laughs> you open your mouth and say something. You have to follow through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he's how and he's eleven at this time. He's eleven. Oh he's eleven my. at this time when he says this to me. Okay. You know, as we say, out of the mouth of babes. Well, and there were other people standing around, other adults standing around. So you know what? Fine. Your mama's gonna do this. Well, I personally didn't have a bike. He had his little twenty inch. And dad had, a, my husband, had a cruiser. And so Mother's Day of, of 88, uh, we, we went to a race where they had a Mother's Day race. Mm. So here I am. I put on Max's helmet. I put on his gloves. And I get on that little bitty 20-inch bike. I'm not the only one who's looking like this now, mind you, because other mothers are also in the gate to race and yes the gate dropped and I came out of the gate and I said this is not like riding (laughs) of my other bikes because the the various elements on the track you have a roller you have a step up you have doubles you have triples you have the big turn which is called the burn Mm. they come quickly okay as you're on this bike. Now, I will tell you, going through this, going through the course, I'm thinking, whoa, is this what this is all about? And by the time I got to the end of that race, I didn't win it, but I had a whole new respect for the sport of BMX. Mm. That was number one. But number two, I said, hey, I kind of like this. You know what? This is something I want to do. 
whoa. And so I said to my husband, okay, so I need a bike. And he's looking at me like, what do you mean you need a bike? Well, I, 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 I want to race. And mind you, there weren't women at the races other than the Mother's Day race. Mm. Okay. And so he said, well, okay, honey, I have to find you a bike. Like it was going to take him forever and a day to find a bike because we had a shop <laughs> in Des Moines that sold BMX bikes in and, and other paraphernalia, okay? So here's what happened. Matt, husband Max handed me his bike, which was a cruiser, 24-inch cruiser, okay? He said, well, here, honey, you can ride my bike. And we used to share the bike until he was able to find another bike because technically before that we weren't racing in the same class so to speak because there was no women's class so to speak okay well that didn't work out so well because then they started classing the the by ages and there was no women's class that meant i had to ride in the men's class which i did i really didn't mind as a matter of fact, I really kind of enjoy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> once once I learned, once I developed technique for, for riding the BMX track, I was an even better rider than a number of the men were. And that was because I had been riding bicycles. Um, you know, so I knew how to how to pedal. I knew, and I knew that when you got into a turn, you know, even on a regular bike, you get into a turn, you 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 level your pedals as mm-hmm. you as you make that that turn around. Um, you you have to stand up. So I knew how to stand up on the bike. Um, well, and plus uh, plus you had been watching your son for oh, so many definitely. years, so you probably yeah. uh, knew enough. Uh, you had those skills already in your brain before you were even on the pedals. Right, right. Uh, the other thing I did was it made it even easier because I said, okay, little Max, we need to go train. We can go out and, and practice at the track uh, whenever because it was open. And so anytime we wanted to, we could go out and practice when when there was no one else around. Um, and, and summertime was even, that was even better. So, so here I am. Here's this old lady. Uh, and yes, I was 39 going on 40 at that point. Uh, and, and of course, people looked at me as, as an old lady because the other mothers tended to be younger. Mm-hmm. I, I, Max and I were late in having our children, and that was fine. There were no complaints there. Uh, so I became the elder. And as little Max began to... Uh, really uh, become a much better rider, we explored beyond Iowa Mm. into places like uh, Nebraska. So there were tracks over in Omaha, Lincoln, and Kearney, Nebraska, north in Minnesota. You know, folks in Minnesota believe in in being outdoors and outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. And so they have tracks of all kinds. Now, now, mind you, when 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 Lil Max was ooh, was he two and a half at that point? We had gone to Burlington, Vermont, to visit my husband's brother, and went to Stowe, uh, where the uh, which is uh, a, a big mountain there outside of uh, Burlington. Actually, you can see it 
from from Burlington, mm-hmm. and, and and that was in the winter time. It was the Christmas time, and and so he and and cousin got to play around, uh, get, really getting to enjoy the snow. Came back here to Des Moines, and I tell you what, we started going up to Minneapolis during snow season, so that he could learn how to ski. Aha. Okay, and so this this kid, he was great on skis. Just as 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 a, as a matter of fact, I'll never forget. Um, uh, uh, a gentleman who who actually worked with kids said, uh, you know, he would be a good skier. Um, where do you all live? And when I told him Des Moines, he thought, well, you all could come up on weekends. And I'm thinking to myself, and I can't come up here every weekend. It's a little ways up to Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, so that's a drive. Yeah, it is. It is a drive. But we often went up during the wintertime just to ski. And mm-hmm. it was great skiing there. So, so, so getting back to the cycling, um, I, I found myself racing with the men and that, uh, and that was in cruiser class, not, not in class, not in 20 inch. Okay. Um, and, and I found that, whoa, I really, I, I did. I really enjoyed, this was something totally different. Mm-hmm. And by the way, every time you're on the track, you're learning something new. And, and, and people would say to me, well, what do you mean? You're riding the same track? And I would go, yes, but if I'm racing with someone else who decides they want to come over on me, I've got to figure out oh, sure. how to maintain my line and not end up on the ground. Do the, or, do the tracks, um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, but go ahead. Do the, are the tracks all similar? Like if you were, like you said, Kearney, Nebraska versus Des Moines, Iowa, is mm-hmm. it completely different tracks or are they kind of designed the same? Oh, the only thing that would be the same is you have a starting gate, you have a, you have a first turn and you go down the first straight, you have a, a turn, you go through the second straight, there's a second turn, you go to third straight, there's a, a third turn and you come and you end up coming back to the finish line. Mm. Now, here's the difference. <laughs> it ain't just not the same. My first straight is not going to be the same as the first straight over in Kearney, nor will it be the same as the first straight uh, up north in uh, I Sandy, Minnesota at Rum River. So the only thing they have in common is three turns and four straights. Got it. But then everything else is different. And, and and so that's the other thing I enjoy about the sport because it's me learning all over again mm-hmm. when I get to another track. And that's okay because the beauty of BMXing is you're always in the learning mode. Sure. And yeah, you have to be. Yeah. And yeah. When, when you're on that bike... Mm-hmm. Um, you're racing against other competitors, yes. But then you're also, aren't you also kind of racing against yourself? Like I'm going to do I, better yes. than I did yes. last time. Okay, okay. And and the other thing I do is I I keep an odometer on my bike, and folks have asked, why do you have that odometer on there? Because I want to know, even in practice, I want to know that I have done even better than the fast, the last time mm. I rode that particular course. 
Okay. Because the idea is, is you want to put yourself in a position where you move on, whether you move on to the main or if there are more than eight of you all, where you move on to, to, uh, well, uh, uh, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. If there are more than eight of us, there will be two gates and then the top, uh, four from each gate will move on oh, to the okay. main. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and okay. And, and so we can end up having, for example, Grand Nationals are coming up next week. And I can guarantee you in the, in the class of intermediates and in particular experts, they may have 30 seconds, which will lead to 16th, which will lead to eighths, which will lead to your quarters, which will lead to semis. Okay. The, there are going to be over 3,000 riders there. Wow. So you, you have the opportunity um, to race multiple times for the same, um, I don't know what the right word is, uh, the, the same well, event. Well, you, you, right, right, right. So my, my class for, for cruiser is 56 and over women cruisers. Okay. Wait, so now, now you actually have entire groups of women? Yes, now we do. Now, back oh, in the day, when I, was racing, when I was there, were there were not. There was one other lady, and I will never forget. She said to me, "You know, Kitty, when my son graduates from high school, I'm not going to be racing anymore." And I go, "Well, what do you mean?" Like I said, Max and I were later, and when we had our kids, and so when she and I were racing together, because there were times we would race together mm -hmm. uh, against the men. Okay. And, and so, uh, she was, we were the same age. Um, and so when her husband, when her son graduated from high school, my son, Max is, is, is in middle school going into high school. So he's still racing. Um, I, I said, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep racing. And, and I did. And here's one of the other things that I did. No, there weren't other women, but I'm gonna tell you right now, all my talking to other women and they would say, Oh, kitty. I would love to, to race, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just afraid. And I said, Hey, come on, just go out to your track, go out to your local track and get a bike, borrow a bike. And, and, and at the tracks, they always have extra bicycles. Okay. And get a bike that would fit you. And, and I would suggest you start with a cruiser mm -hmm. because the cruiser is, is much more forgiving than the 20 inch because as i continue to race cruiser i said well why can't i race the 20 inch and because i did i i i got to the point where i was racing both 20 inch which is class bike and then cruiser which was a 24 inch bike hmm. okay okay that's the frame size 20 inch frame and 24 inch and those were the two different classes for both uh, as as it grew for both men and women. Now I did have a lot of conversations with the sanctioning bodies and said, you know, ladies would like to ride. And more ladies started doing what I had done, which was to get out there with the men. Yeah. What was helpful, what was helpful was, uh, and, and I will never forget this, at a, at a major race in, in Louisville, Kentucky, because it was at Grand's, and we had this big race before the actual, that was on a Friday. 
Grains were held on that Saturday or Sunday of Labor Day, but Friday was this big race that you had to qualify for. I'm in the gate. I make it to the finals. I'm in the gate with seven other men. I have gate eight, and I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Is that and, the good one? Oh, honey, let me tell you. <laughs> if you rode that Louisville track and you got to that first turn, you did not want to be in the mix. Oh, I see. You come out of gate one, and that gate and that turn turns to the left. Well, everybody and their mama, except this old lady, now mind you, we the same age, though, wanted to, to get to that turn first so that they could get around and out of it. There was a major pile up. Ah. Meanwhile, I just rimmed the first turn because I was in gate eight and I didn't have to deal with the pile up. Nice. That, that occurred, that occurred. And as it turned out, people were screaming my name, Miss Kitty, go Miss Kitty. And here I am, I'm behind two other men, but there were five others back there. And some of them had to pick themselves up <laughs> off of the ground. <laughs> right. But it was fantastic. And, and I avoid, I did, I avoided those types of accidents. Now that's not to say I didn't have accidents, mm -hmm. but nothing, uh, nothing of that caliber. Mm -hmm. But, oh my goodness, it was, it was so thrilling uh, to find myself finishing uh, you know, podium. Yeah. Um, it was it was the best ride of my life, as far as I was concerned at that time. Uh, and the, and of course, other women kept you know saying, "Well, wow, if she can do it, I can do it." We started getting women in, include you know involved. Now, of course, they were riding in in various categories of men's classes because at the time we didn't have a women's class. So I went to the guys and I said point blank, "Y'all sign this petition." As a matter of fact, I have an extra one, and you you take this petition, you walk around, and you get these signatures on here, and uh, simply said that women should have their own classes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, inclusive. Now here's here was another reason for doing that because girls typically at eighteen stopped racing because there were no women's classes beyond the age of high school. Okay. And, and, and of course, the men eagerly signed those petitions so that we, too, could have our own classes. The first class for Cruiser, and I still have my sweatshirt from that day because my class ended up being 30 and over women cruisers. Now, by this time, I am getting to be an old lady. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? That's okay. I still have pictures of me out there race ones where I race with the men mm -hmm. and others where I'm racing with the, 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 the ladies. Okay. Uh, in another era. Uh, and I could still hold my own just depending on what track we were at. But as more women got involved, we kept saying, you need to divide us into more classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so that, that, is, that did happen over time. Now I'm looking for classes for different classes for an old lady like myself. I'm 75. My my cruiser class is 56 and over women. Mm. Okay. And and as I look at that, I said, you know, if I look hard enough, I could be somebody's mama. <laughs> and then of course, the the 
the 20 inch class is 51 and over. And yes, I am old enough to be some of the young ladies' mamas. And you know, the nice thing about it is I am able to meet and greet uh, riders. I do call them all young ladies at the end of a race, depending on the age level of the ladies I've been riding with. I will say point blank, I'd like to thank you, my daughters, for racing with me. I'd like to thank you, young lady, for racing with your mama. Yeah. Um, even there are even places where I race men. Now here in Des Moines, we don't have uh well, I race and then every now and then there is another mother who races. So I'm racing with the guys. Mm-hmm. Racing with the guys. Um does not bother me at all. I never forget forget one race where a young and, and this he's he's seventeen, I think. No, no, no. His brother's seventeen. He's sixteen. He was so ecstatic that he got to race me. Now, y'all know I'm not going to beat him, but he waited at the finish line and he said, I want to thank you so much. I appreciate it. And then he rides off saying, I got to ride with the legend. And I'm turning around <laughs> looking to see who, who, who you're talking about. <laughs> you know, uh, unless that was another name for an old lady. Uh, but, but yes. But yeah. if you look at, I know that you know this because you're living it, but if you look at, you know, when you started BMX versus now, it's 2023, you are still a competitive BMX racer, and you're yes. also the oldest female competitor in the U.S., right. so yes. you are a legend to, uh, I would say, young and old that are BMXing. That that is what they tell me, and you know what? I don't fuss with them about it. Uh, I accept it, but I just keep on keeping on. And that's my next question: is what motivates you to keep on keeping on? Okay, you know, one of the things that as we age, we need to make sure our synapses and our brain are still popping like they should. And unless you do something to activate and keep those moving, you know. I know people tell me I'm an old lady and, and I, I graciously accept that because I am, I'm geriatric age. What in the world is a woman my age still doing? Not just ride. Cause I still ride my bikes. I got my bikes here in the garage. Mm-hmm. I still ride them. Okay. But why do I still race BMX? I am continuing to learn. I made it a point, I always told my students, make sure you learn something new every day. And I'm not talking about a lesson. I'm talking about life. Mm. In your life, what are you learning that's new, that you didn't know before, or that you were able to say, oh, wow, okay, okay, that makes sense. I can put this together now, all right? I don't think we do enough of that. Um, I surround myself with with young people because wherever I go, I'm the oldest. So I surround myself with with, with young people, mm-hmm. and the and the, and the purpose is I want to keep living. But if I'm going to keep living, I have to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like I said, every time I get out on that BMX track, I learn something new because you're not going to necessarily ride the track the same way you did the last time. Right, right. All right. And, and 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 so to me, 
it's it's a gift that allows me um, to continue to grow. And and I want to grow to be uh, an even older old lady. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with, with that. Yeah. You know, both of my parents uh, lived into their 90s. My, my father was 96 when he passed. My mother was 91. Um, so I know I got at least another 25 years. But I'm looking to live beyond that. And so I need for my body also to be as healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, here, here's one of the things that, that I deal with on a daily basis. I was in my 20s when I learned I had osteoarthritis. And it only goes from bad to worse as you age. Mm-hmm. I've had both hips and knees replaced because of osteoarthritis. Um, I have had four different foot surgeries and still having other things done to the feet just so that it doesn't hurt to walk. Um, And it's not about the shoes. Mm -hmm. And the other side of the coin is I was never one to wear high heels when I taught. As a matter of fact, I'd go to school in one pair of shoes and before the bell rang for the first period, I had changed into my sneakers. Ah. I dressed from head to ankle. I did the same thing as a vice principal. And as a principal, I went to school in my sneakers because my feet hurt, even though they were constantly being worked upon. Mm -hmm. Technically, I've had doctors who said to me, you know, Kitty, I just marvel at, at how you have taken on author. And that's who I call author is always in my life. You know, Arthur was with me before my husband. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and, and Arthur continues to be with me, even though my husband's deceased. So Arthur is going to be a part of me forever. What do, what can I do that will allow me to, to be able to continue uh, to live a, a, a life that uh, I want to lead? Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I have to look at it in that way. Um, as a matter of fact, I have this, um, I have this saying, and, and I have said this to my, uh, told this to, to my doctors, and I have a facile of them. Um, I'm, I'm not kidding. Because what I tell them is that I will neither grow up nor grow old. I will just age gracefully with a smile while racing my bikes. Oh, well said. That is great. That is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. So if that is the case, doctors, you all need to do your thing that will enable me to continue to ride and race my bicycles. Right. And I would guess, you know, just um, based on me talking to you today, feeling that energy that you just have and the positivity that even when you're minding your own business on the the BMX track, right? You're just riding your bike, maybe you're practicing or whatever. People are looking to you and looking up to you and probably watching you um, whether you're speaking to them or not. Right. I, and I know this for a fact. It's interesting because one of the things is, and I try to keep sounds. I, I, I try not to hear what's going on around me, especially if I'm practicing and when I am racing. But they are there. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact. And so 
I'm raising guys who are of the age of my son, Max is 46. Some are older, some are in their 50s, okay? But you can hear them as they are calling out my name and cheering. Oh, nice. After races, they will come to me. And, and uh, I, I enjoy, here's the other thing. I watch how others are racing, particularly the kids who are experts. Because I want to know how they are able to master the certain elements mm-hmm. out on that track. Okay. And, and because there's certain things I can't do. And I tried, for example, uh, how the kids are able to ride the rollers on just their back wheel. Now I pull my front wheel up like that. I'll find my behind on the ground. So <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even try that. Okay. <laughs> but I'm continuing to improve upon that. But one of the things I've learned, you, it's a push and pull. You pull up when you're going up over the top of a roller and you push down when you're going down on the backside and you pull up to the next one. And as you do that, you're actually speeding up. And you ask yourself, well, how in the world could that be? Mm-hmm. There is a multitude of math and physics in the sport of BMX. And you learn and you continue to learn how that works. And as I say to the kids, you know, we're, we're talking math. This is nothing but science. Math and science is what BMX is. And if you want to be the very best out on that track, oh, my goodness gracious, that, that math and science will become a part of you. Mm-hmm. So we can even talk about the physics that's involved. We can look at the algebra that's in. You know, kids will tell you, we're not going to do with algebra. I got news for you. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised at how you're going to use this. And it keeps your brain uh, alive. Well, now, this is the other thing I said. I got to keep these little synapses popping in my brain. And so this sport keeps me alive. It makes sure I stay healthy. Okay. I am having one more surgery and that is I'm going to have my L2 connected to my L3 in my lower back. I had three and four were connected back in 2012. You know what? I I will go through that and and, uh, I'll be back uh, end of January. I'm not January, end of February, 1st of March. As a matter of fact, I've already planned my first national for 24 and that's the first weekend in March. Wow. And I guess that uh, brings me, you know, you started out when we were talking about being 75 years old and wanting to do 75 races in 2023. Is that going to happen? Well, let me tell you where my count is. Okay. I've actually done 134 races. No way. Yeah, because I'm riding two bikes. Okay. And so at a race, like last Saturday, we had, uh, I raced I race my uh, cruiser and I raced my class. Okay, so there's two different races. Yeah. And by the way, I still have that bicycle. My husband gave me his bike when I first started racing. I still to this day have that. Oh, wow. It is a hutch. It is a non-serial hutch. Uh, dates back to uh, 1983. You know that's going to be in a museum someday. 
Well, that's what people keep telling me, but yeah. right now it's on the wall in my basement. Oh, even better. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I, I went to the 26-inch frame in 2012, and it was built special for me um, by, uh, by Standard Bikes uh, because it, it was just difficult. You, you know, after you ride your mountain bike or your or your road bike, it's a larger frame than the than the cruiser. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to have a frame that was similar in size because I was still very much so riding my, my, my road bike and my mountain bike and my hybrid. Oh yeah. Being able to uh, switch between bikes, that that can be pretty big. Oh, let me tell you. And so when, when and, and, and so when I went to that larger frame, I stopped riding 20 inch mm. and they weren't making larger 20 inch frames at the time. Okay. Like I said, the OS 20 is considered, uh, it, it's acceptable, it's adaptable, but it's a longer 20 inch frame. So when I climb off of my 26 inch frame cruiser to this OS 20, oh, wow, sweet. As a matter of fact, people say I look better on my 20 inch really than i do on and it feels it's a different feeling yeah it feels like i'm just flying i'm just floating along on the track well when i've watched videos of you uh racing it it feels that way as a spectator that you're just gliding and floating and having the time of your life now i am that's the other side of the coin yeah and people always people always say well kitty you you, where are you gonna finish I said, you're going to know where I finished because you're going to see me, baby. Because you know what? I'm pulling up the rear end. You can't miss me. I'm there. <laughs> and, and they look at me like, huh? That's okay with you? I said, look, I I bested many of these folks in back in the day. I am not out there to beat anybody but myself. Yes, yes. Every race is about me. Don't and don't don't get it wrong that I don't I'm I'm not putting any effort. I am. But this body is 75 and I'm running against a body that is 20 years younger. Mm -hmm. Okay, folks, let's get real. Let's get real. So that's why when I'm racing, I'm, I'm really racing against me. Yeah. Today's track is different than the tracks were 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Today's track is different than the tracks were 30 years ago. The obstacles are much greater. Okay. Every parent should ride the track at least once. They have a track and their kids are out there racing. No, you get out there. And I'm not saying you got to race. I say you get out there and you ride that track. And I've even had some parents say to me, you know, Kitty. I'm standing up here at the top. I'm standing up here at the top of the starting hill, and that's scary. Yeah. Our starting hill is nothing, honey. I got some news for you. We have some starting hills that are up in the sky, and you come down off of those things. And keep in mind, we have little kids who are out there racing. I'm talking about three, four, and five-year-olds who are peddling their bicycles. Wow. Okay? And they think nothing of it. You know, that is the best thing in the world because they have no fear. Right. No one no one has said to them that you can't do this. No one has said to them, now you be careful because you might, mm-mm, none of that. None of that. Yeah. And that's why I watch the kids 
because the kids know something about getting in that starting gate, racing that track with all of the various uh, obstacles on it, finishing up and coming off with a smile. Right. It, it wasn't about where you finished. Now, I expect you to get out there and pedal. Right. I expect you to get out there and do your very best. But there are kids who have given their very best and they did not necessarily make it to the next qualifying round mm. or, or even to the main. Okay. And so um, that, that being the case, I, as an adult, and there are times as an adult, I don't like what, I don't like how I have maybe finished. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, I go back in my mind and I review. And that's why if they are, if, if they're videotaping it, I can go back and see. I can go back, take, take a look. There's still women who talk about racing with me as I have continued to age and how they thought they could finish ahead of me and how I, in essence, schooled them. <laughs> and and there's, there's one gal in particular, she said, Oh God, Miss Kitty just schooled me. She, I, you know what? <laughs> I have learned from her what I need to do, so that when we get to, uh, if we have a track that has a a, a tight turn, okay, I want to be on the inside. I don't want to be up there on the outside because mm-hmm. I know what I can do. I know I can go low high, and I'm gonna pedal my rear end such that if you go high and think you're gonna come low down on me, I'm gonna be there to meet you before you get there. Um, and, and so, um, you know, that, that's, that, that's a very important to, 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 to continue to learn. Yeah. Now, what does that do for me as an old lady? I'm not on track. Okay. It's just in my everyday life. And what it says to me is that I can continue to learn new things. Well, Miss Kitty, you are like beyond inspiring just to speak to um, as somebody, I'm a cyclist, I'm not a BMX biker, but like, it's just really inspiring to hear, you know, you've stuck with a sport for a long time and where you've come and all the people you've motivated. So I I guess I'm just going to say thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. And if you're ever in Des Moines, I'll tell you to look up uh, uh, Facebook of 835 to see if we're racing. And if you happen to be in Des Moines, just stop on by and Take a look at what we're out there doing with ourselves. Yeah, and I'd yes. say the same thing. We have a BMX track here in Cedar Rapids. Yes, we do. And I have been there many times. Have you? Okay, oh, cool. Gosh, yeah, yeah. I have been there for, for their races, be it for uh, state qualifiers, mm-hmm. or if, if they would have something like um, oh a Gold Cup qualifier, uh, or if they do a weekend where they're running two races on a Saturday and a Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, I'm there. Ah, excellent. Well, I'm if there. if people want to like um, either see some of your races in action or uh, follow you, do you have any social media sites that you want to share? If you go to Google, my name, which is Kitty, K-I-T-T-I-E, BMX. All kinds uh, of things, right? It is. Meet the oldest female BMX racer in the U.S. She said that that one says she's 73. There are all kinds of images of me. Uh, meet the oldest female BMX racer in the U.S. That was back from when I was 69. Here's one when I was 72. Uh, and so just click into some of that and it will take you to even other 
you know. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, lots of really cool videos that you can see you in action. So, yes, Miss Kitty, thank you so much for your time and for, you know, sharing with listeners kind of like your story. And um, I, I'm assuming that you're going to shoot for more than three races in 2024. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did with 75, so I've done 100. But, 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 but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I won't get in as many as that because I won't be racing in. I, see, last year I started uh, January 1st. So oh, I'm, that's right, because you'll have I'm your back surgery. I'm having back yeah, surgery. Yeah, that's right. So I won't be back into it until sometime in February. So I don't think I'll get in as many races as I have this year. But here's the thing. It's wonderful to be retired. Ah, and yes. so, you know, I just put my bikes inside of my RV and we just travel. And believe you me, I will get close to, if not 100 races, uh, because I'll have both bikes that I'm going to be racing to start with. Both my 26-inch Cruiser and my OS20, and which I'm, is my... And I'm going to assume and maybe even guarantee that you'll be smiling the whole time. Oh, honey, who are you telling me? <laughs> I've already told you that because I'm going to continue to age gracefully. Yes, yes. While I'm smiling and racing my bikes. Oh, and I yeah. do all the time. You know, the announcers, announcers at these races always talk about me smiling. Hey, you know what, folks? I'm having the time of my life. Excellent. And that's the Eight perfect years. way to end our podcast knowing how you feel on the BMX bike. So thank you so thank much, Miss Kitty. You are more than welcome, young lady. More than welcome. And Kathy, thank you for asking me to be a part. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, Just, just Go Bike! bike.